let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. It is for me after yeah. almost three hours on a train. Mate, you've made a, a, a gargantuan effort to, to get to this week's recording, I have to admit. My rule of thumb when there's train <laughs> problems is not to go anywhere near a train. But tonight... Three hours it took you to do what should have been a 50-minute journey. Yes. <laughs> Mate, if, 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 if the listeners did not appreciate your commitment <laughs> to, to the cause... Well, find out by the end of the show... I'm really shit during the show because I'm in a bad mood because of the trains. I go, they should have stayed on the but fucking train. But you're not going to be in a bad mood, mate, because we are, what are we drinking right now? I mean, we are we are loving what we're enjoying well, right now. Well, I don't know if you did make my top 10 go-to, but it's the uh, Jack Brand Adnams Mosaic on keg. In spoons. In spoons, which is uh, where we're currently sat in a spoons yard. Beside a little wishing wheel. Yes, it's, it's very picturesque. It is. Um, we are in the Battlesford Court, which is in Whittam, um, recording this week's show because uh, we're going to do a show about spoons. We are going to do a show about thought, spoons. If you're going to do it, the only place that you can do it is in a spoon, surely. Well, yeah, you can't just talk about spoons somewhere else. No. That'd be rubbish. Yeah. I mean, this place, I'm just reading a bit about the history before we came in here. This building's been here since like the 1300s. Yeah, yeah. it was an old law court, wasn't it? Yeah. Hence, hence the name, Battlesford Court. And because um, spoons always have a bit of information about what the building was or the locale and stuff, and I was just reading a little bit about it. And it's it's been here a long time actually. Yeah. It's Whit- a lovely building. Whitton's quite a historic town. There's a there's a pub a bit further up called the the Spread Eagle, I think it is. It's not a pub anymore though, is it? Uh, it's a pub and a restaurant. Oh, okay. Because uh, it looks like a restaurant more yeah. from the outside. And it's an old coaching inn, and that's been here since the 1800s. Because this would have been on the old uh, road to London, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still got the, the, the big old archway yeah. in, in the middle of it that the, the old coaches would have. Well, no, it's quite. I mean, some of it, because the other one, the uh, White Hart that you've referenced before, yeah. that's a nice pub. Yeah. So there are some nice looking yeah. pubs. It's generally when you step inside that that stops. Yeah. But the spoons inside is nice as well. It is. It is very nice. And it's quite big as well in, mm. in here. Although, sadly, I have to say, tonight. Um, lacking in a decent cask selection. The cask selection is a bit ropey. There's yeah. a couple of local ones on which I'm not that fussed about. A couple of the ones that they have on nationally, but none of them ticked any box. But I, wa- I was wasn't willing to use my 50p voucher on any of them. That's fine. I think I think our original intention was we was going to maybe do a couple of casks and before we hit the evil keg filth and before we inevitably raided the fridge for yeah. the resin. The, the fridge will happen. The fridge will happen. Expect us to be completely resigned up <laughs> by the end of this by the end of the show, in, end of this week's show. Um, so let's get cracking, mate. What have you been up to this week? What's, what's been your beer adventures? Okay, well the uh, the main beer adventure for me was um, Clayton and myself. Uh, so our art director, who's responsible, his official title, official yeah, title yeah. That, he, that he has. Um, we held a beer and wine tasting at work, and uh, basically the idea about this is that where I work in London. There's been a long established tradition of having a very good wine cellar. Um, and I've had a wine club for a long time, which I, I attend their, their, their gatherings as well. But the um, we've never done a collaboration event. And collaboration is the big thing. It is. So I've spent a long time trying to get this together. And we managed to do it where basically we did 
five beers and five wines. Um, not necessarily to compete, but more of a compare, contrast, and if they could get quite close to each other, even better. And um, a couple of standouts, we had the uh, Roddenbach Character Rouge, which I think you may have brought to one of the bottle shares. It's a big bottle yeah. with like, proper corked top yep. and everything, yeah. And um, that we had against a dessert wine. Well, I can see where you might be going. So we had a bit of a sweet and sour. It's like having the normal Haribos and like the sours at the same time. It, everyone raved about that particular combination. Um, and our grand finale from both myself and the wine club. So I brought out the uh, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. And Trevor brought out the, uh, the Malbec. So that was quite a good combination yeah. at the end of the evening as well. Everyone really enjoyed it. Uh, Clayton has ever pr produced a wonderful looking drinks list. Uh, with both of the uh, trademarked beer club and wine <laughs> wine club logos. Is it trademarked logos? Well, Clayton says they're trademarked on it. So oh, okay. It's trademarked. Fair if he right. says it's trademarked, it's trademarked. Yeah. So no, we, it was a really good event and it was it was just to try and get people to um, try and think about beer in a slightly different way. The wine club has already got this thing where people are willing to accept fairly much anything they're told about the wine. Mm. Whereas I had people still saying, oh yeah, I'll, I'll come along, but I don't really like beer. You know, and I presented them with beers, like I said, the Roddenbach and that one. We also had a Belgian triple at 10%. Uh, we also had um, the Cloudwater Make Apple Pie great again. Mm. And um, oh, there's one other, I can't remember what the other one was. But So basically it was a, a, a chance to try and say, look, you might think you know what beer is, but here's what some beers can be. Do, do you think people still see beer as the, the, the poor relation? In, in, big time in, in terms of drinking culture big time um, when I spoke about to many people about like how to get hold of some of these or what, how much would it cost you know say say oh serpent we had Fulbridge serpent yeah so that was a very limited release like 18 quid a bottle or yeah. something isn't 900 it? bottles it's not a cheap no. drink either no 900 bottles as well so when I was saying that it was limited release how much it was uh, the process behind it a brewer from one side of the world collaborate with another one. People were quite amazed that these, these even things even happened in the beer world. Mm. Um, there were a few diehards who were there, definitely there for the for the wine bit, but we generally got most people to try both sides, which I think worked really well. I'm really glad everyone behind me started talking up as well. <laughs> At that moment. Yeah. That, that, that's obviously the, the slight downside of recording on location <laughs> in, in a pub that you are going to get a little bit of background noise tonight. But, mate, that sounds... Um, I, I know I was trying to do my best to get an invite to it and you were like, no, there's no external no. invites. Because it just sounded like such a good evening yeah. in, in, in terms of comparing and contrasting different types of drinks yeah we've had a really really good feedback from it I think really a lot of people appreciated it and I definitely had a few people who had a different idea about beer yeah by the end of it which was my my plan hopefully a few of the people who are dedicated to wine club will come to the next beer event we oh, all that's good though yeah yeah and if nothing else I've, I've raised the profile of it job done yeah so that was my that was my highlight of my beer beer, beer and wine adventure as it turns out um again for the second week in a row I've not really had anything this week I heard a rumour you held a barbecue though Steve I had a barbecue at the weekend and I drank a lot of beer let's just, <laughs> let's just leave it at that let's, let's just say I had worked my way through about six or seven cans before I actually started cooking um, oh, brilliant 
and and these were kind of you know smashable beers as well so I think I did a four pack of punk IPA and possibly two or three cans of Corib as, as well before I even started cooking but uh, yeah it was just uh, it then became an opportunity just for me to work my way through my fridge in terms of drinking beers that I've been putting off of drinking because I've been a little bit unsure of them but by, by the time I got to the end of the evening I was pretty much drinking whatever I could get my hands on to, to, to be Sounds like a good barbecue to me. I had a good time my guests had a good time and my neighbour enjoyed me um, belting out the words to let it go quite loudly at about nine o'clock Excellent. In, in the evening. Excellent. So we, we won't, we won't well, do we that. Don't, we don't We're not going to do that, are we? No, no, no. no, no, we, no. Don't, we don't need to follow that one up any, any further. Um, so, but yeah, it's just a, just a bit of a quiet time at the moment, beer-wise. No, these, um, these, these times happen. Yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's a real down, like a real low patch at the moment. I mean, there's lots of new beer releases. But there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of events or, or, or things happening. But I think we're going to start seeing that. Well, I think up. once we get into July, there's a few more beer festivals. Bottle yeah, share again. I'm off to Manchester. For You've four got days. Manchester Beer Week. My so I think there's a, there's, a, there's a few things which will start yeah. to start to come up, won't it? I'm, I'm just I'm just going to mention one of the events that I'm going to Manchester Beer Week. Oh, you? Yeah. Do you, Do you know, have to? You know which one I'm going to make. Yeah. You know, is it the Buxton yeah. takeover where they're going to have seven cask lines? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one. Are we editing uh, that out? No. Bastard. Um, also found out in the <laughs> same bar the night before there's a Galway Bay takeover. Oh, did you? As well. So uh, I might be going to that too. So. Hashtag mute. Yes, well, this is just still because you won't shut up about that beer. Oh, come on. I did say that your beer you brought to the Bottle Share Extra matched it. I know. I know, but I'm just I'm just giving the listeners a feel of what I'm going to be doing when I'm in Manchester. Very good of you. Yeah, so <laughs> so they can come find me if they want to if they're in town. Um, anyway, enough about that. Let's uh, let's crack on with this week's news. So we've got a few things this week. Um, what should we start with? Oh, actually, no, we've only I got, don't even know what we got. So this is all surprises. We've only got two things. This two week, things actually. Uh, let's do this one first. So this is a simple one. Um, so Siren are involved in a new. Uh, project called Project Barista, in which they're launching four new coffee beers. Oh, I saw a picture of those. Yeah, that excited me. Out. So they're called Turkish Americano Crema and Cap Hein. Um, they each investigate the uh, different flavours that you can get in coffee. They're available on draft and in bottle from this coming Saturday, the twenty fourth of June. Um, and there's an official launch party and there's there's going to be stockists all over the country that's going to have the bottles. Now, the beers sound really interesting. So Turkish is 10%. Um, this is... Um, it's inspired by Turkey's robust coffee, traditionally served with a piece of rock candy, uh, Thai coffee beans... Sorry, sorry what... Sorry, uh, rock candy, is that like a lump of sugar or...? It must be, yeah. They yeah. mean like sugar lumps or something must, similar to that? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, really. it doesn't doesn't really tell you I think I think the Turkish is possibly the most coffee beer so, so it's probably is like Turkish dark. coffee supposed to be a lot more bitter it is yeah and it's thick it's, it's really thick as, as well um, but that's got vanilla and orange zest and I'm sure when Roland hears this he can tell me everything yeah. I oh, need I'm to sure, know I'm sure he'll come back so feel free Roland because I've got no idea <laughs> uh, Americano 9.1% ABV now this was released a few years back this one I've, I've had this it's a coffee double IPA um, so, um, and it's got Citra Columbus Cascade and Chinook, uh, Mosaic and Cryo Powder, plus Ethiopian coffee in it. So that one sounds. Is Cryo another hop? It's the powder. 
But it is, the, is it derived from a... I, don't, I only asked this because when me and Michelle were doing a bit of a Magic Rock IPA thing, their session IPA is called Cryo I don't Baby, think, isn't it? No, I think it's the process that gets the powder. Okay. We'll, we'll check that. We'll, we'll, we'll double check. And if, oh, I'd if love to know because that, the, the, yeah. when I had the session IPA recently, I thought that was really nice, yeah. the Cryo Baby. Um, Crema 4.9% is a German whiskey barrel aged coffee white stout. So um, that sounds interesting. So that's your session coffee? session coffee and then you've got cat pine 6.2 percent this is a kettle sour beer so it's a coffee sour Ooh, that's so an interesting lineup it's, it, it's four really interesting beers i really want to get my hands on these beers they are that, that's an interesting as, selection as, as well because i do like coffee well, you're, you're, you yeah. do love your coffee yeah i'm i'm not a massive coffee fan but i do like the coffee and beers but yeah. that range sounds amazing but yeah that's so they all launched this weekend so um if if you are listening to this in time there are events in edinburgh manchester bristol derby romsey and coventry to to get to uh, and the bottles will be available online via honest brew um and then the only other bit of news this week uh and this i'm still struggling to believe this this particular one okay um brewery reported to trading standards over pint cans did you see this story this week? <laughs> yeah. So this is, um, somebody has reported Marble Brewery to trading standards over the sale of its pint beer variant being sold in 500 mil cans. Um, because obviously a pint is 568 mil. Um, it's the name of the beer. It, it's not, it's not the measure of the amount of beer. No. It's the name of a beer and it's written if I remember correctly from the can in quite big bold letters along the side of it which makes it quite clearly the name of the beer yeah um, so what, what do you think about this do you think I don't know do I, you think it, is, it April, is it April the 1st well that's what I thought when I first saw it I can't remember who I mean, it might have been uh, Matt Curtis who I first saw the tweet from I was thinking and I did actually check I went, what I mean, I thought maybe he'd retweeted something and it was dating back a couple of months it's just well it's bloody ridiculous really it's just silly isn't it but does that mean because they've reported it the trading standards actually have to investigate it's one of those things where because someone's officially said or officially made a complaint a bit like the advertising standards authority yeah they actually have to investigate it even though someone can look at it and go what have we got nothing better to do uh well let's see um let's see what people have said about it so um Marble Head Brewer James Kemp said, we got a phone call from Trading Standards about a week ago told us there had been a complaint issued over pint being sold in 500ml cans. The complaint was about the fact that the can said pint on the side wasn't actually a pint. That's as much as we know. Um, I think they, they should release a new one, 500ml. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think half, they should. Isn't that half a litre? <laughs> Just call it half a litre. Um, now, obviously, I've, we've got... This, this, like you say, this was all over Twitter, but this, this particular story that I'm reading it from is from the Morning Advertiser. Now, they contacted Trading Standards for comment, and Trading Standards have, have, haven't commented. Which on, means there must be, they must this. actually be going through due process. So, although they would have said, yeah, we, we, we heard it and we dismissed it. Surely. So it must be going through some sort of process. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous, though, isn't it? I think every brewery now should bring out something which makes them have to get reported. Well, there was a whole series of tweets uh, after that, wasn't there, about people saying, oh, I can't remember, some of them were brilliant. What, same sort of play on words kind of things? Yeah, 
It's so it's ah. Oh. Maybe someone should bring out a bottle and call it can. <laughs> just yeah, and, and then get reported for that. Yeah, but but no, like I say, it's just um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I I, I don't I, I I still think it must be a joke, surely. Yeah, but if they if they didn't if they got the call and they won't respond to an inquiry from a journal, from um, a newspaper, then that then, then you think they're investigating. They're at least going through the due process. Okay, all right. So that's the uh, that's the news this week. That's uh, it. Just seems to be like I said. It seems to be just just in general a very quiet time in beer at the moment. It feels like it's the calm before the summer storm. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of things planned though, isn't there? Like I say, Manchester Beer Week, then we get into London Beer City, Great British Beer Festival. There's a lot of stuff coming Leeds up. Leeds Beer Week. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. So I think there's quite a lot coming up still. I don't think so. But watch, watch this space. So um, how are you getting on with the uh, with the Adnams mosaic? Well, I'm a big fan of A. Adnams, which is no surprise to anyone who listens to the show. Big fan of the mosaic. Happy to have it. Bottles and keg. I think I've only had it on cask once or twice though. Cask is probably the the least I've had it on. Um, I think it's brilliant. Four point one percent, plenty of flavour, and it's lovely on keg today. With it being a hot day, I mean this is, you know, we're recording it on the the hottest day of the year, yeah. um, and it was definitely hotter inside a tin can for an excuse of a railway carriage earlier. Um, so no, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, it is it is definitely what I would put in the category of smashable. Um, it's full of for me tonight I'm getting lots of grapefruit and lemon off of this lemon's definitely get coming out tonight yeah and it's it's just refreshing on every sip yeah. that, that, that you're taking on yeah, it's just one of those ones you, you take a sip a gulp and you go I'll have another sip yeah. a gulp straight away that's that's your immediate fault yeah no loving it it is good and I was I was very happy to see this on yes on, on, on kegging here definitely this evening so while we're just finishing this off, uh, it's time for a bit of this. Opinions, 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 opinions. So this week, um, lending itself to where we're recording this evening's show, we uh, a very simple question to, to our listeners. It was a very simple question this week, wasn't it? Uh, Weatherspoons, question mark. Yes, no, and depends on location. So, um, 404 votes. So, again, a really great number of votes, and we're, we're, we're really pleased and um, grateful for everybody getting involved. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, almost half, 49%, went for it depends on the location. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then the other two were kind of fairly level pegging throughout the, the, the 24 hours of the poll. But yes ended up in 27%, and no ended up in 24%. So, okay. as always, we had lots of comments uh, about this this week. And again, grateful to everyone for getting involved uh, and, and making some comments. But we've uh, we've picked out a few choice ones, which we'll go through. Uh, we'll maybe chat about them, and then we'll um, we'll share our own opinions. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, regarding spoons. So, do you want to do you want to kick off with some of the comments, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, so one which stuck out for me was from. Um, David Martin at RDG Martin at Witherspoon MK's rightly our pub of the year yes service can be slow but the manager's fully engaged with his beer loving punters now for me I'm going to shout out straight away but until very recently when the draft house opened a pub in Milton Keynes the only place to get a decent pint 
of a decent beer was the Weatherspoons or their slightly more hip and trendy version, the Lloyd's Number One Bar. They've um, not started phasing them out. Yeah, yet. in Milton Keynes they've closed them down. Yeah, Draft Downs took over one of them. The other ones just closed down. So I reckon they'll go in, in completely. Yeah. So I think they're down to two Weatherspoons in Milton Keynes, but they are by far and away still the best place to get a range of both cask and craft beers. So that one stuck. Out, that one definitely stuck out for me. That's. I mean, that, that that's interesting because obviously Dave, David is. Uh, I think he's the chair of the regional camera yeah. branch that, there. So um, it, it's good that, that you got involved. And I've got to say as well that um, we haven't just rocked up here tonight and, and set up the recording stuff. We did check with the manager yeah. here, and he was more than happy for us to to, to record in in here as as, as well. So, but it, that, that makes a difference, doesn't it, when you've got a manager that's engaged in what they're doing and yeah well they still are because um, if I remember correctly our, our, our manager now at the Ale House is um, I say our manager like we own the Ale House um, is he ex Weatherspoons? he is yeah he used to, used to so you know he, he's yeah. massively engaged and made some some lovely little small changes to what was already a great pub at the Ale House and he's made it better yeah but he must already have had a love of it yeah a love of beer a knowledge of beer before he started there so it's not like they're just rocking up and have no, no information or they don't want to engage with people at all. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was pleased to read what Mark, David Martin has said there because, as I said, for me, when I meet up with my mum and dad in Milton Keynes, that's where we go. Yeah. Well, there was another one as well. So this is from Ian Sutton at Ian Sutton 12. Uh, it depends too much on a good manager who's interested in supporting local brewers. Many can't be bothered. Those that are, are excellent now... We both said when we came in here tonight that they're advertising a Meet the Brewer yep. this week with Wibblers. Yeah, who, who are, are fairly local. Fairly local to here. Now, and both of us said we've never seen that in the Spoons before. Never seen it in Spoons. Never seen it in Spoons. Although I will say, I'm not saying, I'm not too bothered whether they support local brewers or not in the Spoons. Are you not? No. I mean, there's a few local beers which may end up in here, but that doesn't mean they're any good. I'm quite happy for Spoons just to have a decent range of cask and keg, which is well kept and well delivered. I don't okay. need I don't necessarily need Spoons to do Be local. local. No, it's not for me. I've, I've got to say, this one, when I've been in here before, normally have at least one Bishop Nick on. Normally have a beer from Malden as well, so they do tend to, to be fairly local. Nothing wrong with it, but I don't, I don't need Spoons to do that. I, I would go to a local pub. Yeah. For local people. Oh, hold on, that's a whole different programme. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to local. Yeah, we'll get to that one yeah. I'll go to local pub for uh, yeah. for local beers. I don't necessarily need to do any spoons. I just want spoons to have a good range, well dispensed, whether that be cask, keg, or fridge. And, and available, speaking of fridge, speaking from fridge, we've got some cans. We now. have got some cans, uh, but probably not the cans that people are thinking just yet yeah well yeah but uh, so if you're expecting uh, resin wrong if you're expecting green as purchased by steve guess what you're right right so this is uh we're now drinking treason west coast ipa which is from uprising brewery uh it comes in a lovely green can green um, again yep and this is uh we've spoken about this brewery before because they are the craft arm of windsor and eaton yes um, and I've always got to say they're one of those breweries that I've not had many of their beers but when I've had them I've always been impressed yeah I had a fantastic um, tangerine pale ale 
over at the Porter House in uh, Covent Garden six months to a year ago. And um, it was tasting lovely, that was. And it was only four, like a 4% session ale. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's maybe not so... It's not as bitter as I would have hoped for for a West Coast IPA, and it's a little bit sweet. It's got, the, it's got, a, it's definitely got the sweetness on there, and I don't know if that's on purpose or not. But for me, I was expecting. Bearing in mind, judging by the best before day, I feel like it should definitely have that sharpness to start off with. If if we go in that they've put a year on it, yeah, it's only, this is, it's only three months. This is three months old. Yeah. yeah, so it should in a can. It's been kept refrigerated. It should be all right. There should be less of the sweetness, unless that's what they're going for. Have you had this before? I have. And I've had it before, and I don't remember the sweetness. I don't. I don't remember it being that sweet. So um, what we're going to try and do, one or both of us, is probably look at what we've written before. We, we are both rapidly heading towards Untapped. Um, so why, I tell you what, you go first, and I'll uh, read out a couple more comments. So we then. had um, Joe Hill at Multiplex Rant. Great place to buy your round. Liking his style there. I'm, I'm liking his so, style as well. So guys, let's go and meet up with let's go and meet up with spoons for the first couple of drinks. I'll get the first round. Pulls out the camera vouchers. Yeah, yeah. Well, Only ten pound down on the deal. I've, I've, I've got to say, this is the place, I, and I've mentioned it before. When um, did you do the whole load of vouchers in one I, day? I came, I came in here with Ruth at, at Beer Fairy, and we managed six pints on a tenner with with camera vouchers. That's bloody impressive, isn't it? There's yeah. no way. There's no other way of saying that. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and we were happy with that. Yeah, of course, as, you were. as you can imagine. Um, Adam G. Manning, at Adam G. Manning, there are plenty of tied houses far worse than the typical spoons with worse, more expensive beer to boot. Again, That's valid point. Good point. Um, let, let's switch to a couple of the other points of view. Bob, Bob Maxfield, at Bob Maxfield, much prefer independent venues, only really go in for an early, dirty breakfast. I like the way you threw in the word dirty there straight away. It is a dirty breakfast. Uh, when other options are not available or too costly. I mean, fair enough. I've, I've had, we, well, we had spoons breakfast the other week before we did the Colchester Beer Festival. We did a day out, and, and a lot of people uh, can't name them all, but a lot of people spoke about the food, yeah, and and the fact that you can actually get a really decently priced meal with a drink, and you'd be happy with what with what you got. Oh well, if my train t- my train had turned up two hours earlier, you were planning on eating. It. I was going to yeah, have yeah, ham yeah. and chips, yeah, and a pint. So, so I've, I've found my checking okay. reason. Um, gotta say this might have slightly predated when I started putting useful information in, <laughs> in untapped because all I said was lovely real easy drinker full of flavour yeah uh, what flavour and <laughs> what makes it such an easy drinker but I gave it 3.5 and this was back in two, 2015 so this is almost two years ago that, that I first had this okay have I got anything uh, so back in January 2016 I've got bags of hoppy flavours bitter with a dry finish this has got very little bitterness for me right now I'm not getting any of the bitterness because it's it's just sweet um, and I've also put it down but I had it at the Bracknell Rugby Club which would say that I had it on cask and I still gave it a 3.75 I did have it on cask because you have it a 3.75 on cask I had it oh on recently cask. you've had that recently I had the Bracknell well. the Bracknell Beer yeah. Festival at the end of May yeah so I had it on cask this it's, I'm going to say it again I don't know whether I'm trying to create a phrase or something but it's got that warehousing age 
thing going on. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the spoon's way of doing things. Though that they, they they buy a lot of it and they keep it somewhere and then distribute it out to their pubs. Well, they could do, but maybe that's maybe that's something worth finding out about because Weber's, I mean, you know, Weber spoons know what they're doing. In my my humble opinion, about a lot of things, they get right. They haven't been around for so long and they open so many places. Perhaps there's something they could do better. Maybe. I mean, it's not. It's not awful. It's, it's not awful. It's not undrinkable. No. That's for sure. But it's just not what I was expecting. No, I was expecting. You see, the you see West Coast IPA, and, and well, you me, saw you saw green, yeah, then I, West I Coast saw, IPA. I, I saw green. I was like, IPA green can. Yeah, yeah. It's like give, another give, version of colourblind. Give, give, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to carry on working through that. Let's let's jump back into some of these comments because yeah. we've, we've got a few more to get through. So, Andrew Sheldon at Tavare Fan Club. Uh, can never understand the snobbiness about them. If you don't like them, don't go in. Some are great, shine aren't, some aren't like all pubs. Personally, I find it balances my beer drinking nicely. A couple of decent pints in spoons justifies better ones at higher prices elsewhere. I quite like that. That's, I mean, because I think we've all been there, haven't yeah. we? We said that before about, you know, you go in for a cheap round. Yeah. If, if you're going out in town somewhere, and like we did when we went round yeah. Colchester, First stop was spoons, breakfast, and an early pint. Yeah, it ticked all the boxes. Yeah, and there were enough options in there that actually, had we not had many other places to go, we probably could have stayed in for a few different beers on that day. Yes, definitely. Because they had a good selection. But also, I mean, what's what, think about spoons? That they tend the ones I know tend to take over buildings which really spoons could only take over because they get the footfall. Yeah. So this place we're in now. Is a big building. Now, there's not many other retail outlets that could pick up this building on a high street and do something with it. No. And have money coming, coming in on a regular basis. And it's the same with Hamilton Hall in Liverpool Street, my local, the Playhouse in Colchester, which was an old theatre. No other pub could take that over and make that work and yeah, actually yeah, generate yeah. income. So, you know, yeah. Would I want would I want every pub to be a web of spoons? Of course not. Would I want to spend the whole night in the spoons? Probably not. But would I unless I'm in Milton Keynes. Um, <laughs> but starting off in the evening, because if, also if you say to people, Oh, let's meet in spoons, if you're in one town, everyone knows where spoons is. Yeah, yeah. Starting off or in our experience sometimes finishing off the evening as well. Yes, we have done that as well. <laughs> there have been a couple of occasions where we've ended up in spoons and drained the fridges of resin. Resin. <laughs> yeah, namely when Alex from the Yale House left, if I remember correctly, was yes. the last time. Then we have a, a resin pyramid. A resin tower, yes. yes the, <laughs> the great tower of resin. Um, there, a lot of people were talking about uh, locations. So obviously it depends on the location, but uh, a few uh, of the comments were, so Stephen Parkinson at Parkyman 10, Spoons opening in Thirsk actually brought real out to Thirsk. Others have followed suit but it's the best thing that ever happened here beer-wise. Now, there were, a, there were a number, again, a number of other people saying that, that if it wasn't for Spoons, there wouldn't have been a decent selection of cask, real ale, craft, call it what you want, good beer in a town. I'm going to bring this back to um, our last la, la, last podcast when we did about the, uh, the craft beer hour at supermarkets. Now, I wouldn't want every shot to be a supermarket, but well, I, I wouldn't I, want every, every pub to be a spoons, would you? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's the point. But 
sometimes a spoon serves a purpose. Now, whether that be because of the variety of drinks they offer, meal deals. Now, I don't remember that many pubs having that sort of meal deals, but they do now. Yeah. Nearly every pub chain does a meal deal of some kind, whether it be Thursday night, burger and a pint for whatever it might be. Spoons do that all the way through the week. Every pub chain has picked up on that. Yeah. Um, range of beers yeah if you are if you are in a beer desert and I've come back to where we are now in Whitton State your hometown we are in a bit of a beer desert we have other beers you can have but they're not very exciting and it's the same with the shop you've got no shop you can go to buy beer apart from your couple of supermarkets which is what we said last week so I think there is always a place for them and I think that's a really good comment but I do have a quick question where is first I've heard of it sounds like it's in Scotland Okay. I reckon it's in Scotland. We should know that, really, shouldn't we? One, I mean, one of us should maybe, rubbish, isn't it? maybe check that. I, I just, just why, why are you saying about that, though? But for me, when, when I used to travel around the country at work, if I was somewhere new, the first thing I would Google spoons. would be Weatherspoons. Yeah. Because, obviously, when you're away with work, you're on a budget, yeah. and you're trying to think, keep costs low, and I'm like, well, I can go to Spoons, and I can get a meal and a pint for seven quid. Yeah. All right, my, my, my manager's going to be happy with that because I've, I've come well under budget for my evening exactly. meal. And, you, and you've ended up somewhere where, yes, it's a bit like the Premier Inns or Travel Lodges. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. Mm. There's slight variations. Some of them look really nice. Some of them a little bit dated. But well, ultimately, there is a bit of a baseline amongst them all. Yeah. And, and somebody said that, and I mean, it's great because it did tap into to last week's show as well. So Paul White at Paul underscore enjoys beer said, it's the supermarket of pubs. Great for small towns when you're in need of that can of <laughs> He's basically underlined that. He has, but it, but it's true, isn't it? That, yeah. that it's it's the supermarket of pubs, but at the same time, you can walk into a Spoons in any town and you will know that on that bar, even if you can't find anything that you want to drink, as a default, you're going to find certain things. Well, tonight, I looked at the cask, I wasn't that fussed about it, and again listeners will know that when I go into a pub my default is I'll look for the cask you're, you're a big you're a big yeah. cask man aren't you? I looked yeah, at the yeah, cask yeah. and I thought nah, nothing looking at it for me looked at the keg I saw Adam's mosaic panel well, I left some of that straight away didn't look at the fridge that's what I went for so yeah I would say a bit other than actually there is one spoon to I went into spoons in Harlow which had punk that was it that was the only option I wanted to go for was punk IPA it was like, there was nothing else. So basically what you're saying is that Harlow's a bit of a beer desert. Yes. <laughs> Which is... Uh, but I still did what you did. I still looked for the spoons. Because because you know what you're going to get. Yeah, so I still found somewhere... You can default to... I still found somewhere yeah. where I still found Punk IPA and I still found some food to have and didn't spend too much money and the one in Harlow did have the football on at the same time. So what I'm saying is although... It probably had the single worst choice for a spoons. It still had a better choice of where else I'd been that day. <laughs> and, and again, this, this comes back to the location thing. So John Stanley at JW Stanley 1007 depends on locations. And airport spoons now means you can usually get your last decent beer before a week or two of fizzy tasteless lager. Now, we found that when we went to Dublin, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, although we didn't have fizzy tasteless lager afterwards. But I think we were drinking Adam's Mosaic. But... The the um, the spoons at, uh, at uh, Stansted had a, quite a decent range Probably that day. It's game that one. Has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it didn't have ghost ship. 
I, I had ghost ship. Definitely, I'm sure I had a couple of pints of ghost ship. I might have had a ghost ship and then I needed You something. needed cake. Yeah. Was I hanging that morning? Was that the morning after a night out? That was the morning after you'd been out on a goose island in the Fullers. That was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you sensibly decided to pass by. Yep. That's um, the kind of guy I am. All about the sensible. Yes. So, um, I'm getting to the end of my treason. Yeah, I mean, I think the sweetness has started to ease off a bit, if I'm being honest. It's become a bit more drinkable in that respect. I'm still enjoying it, and I've obviously enjoyed it over the past. It's just that I wasn't expecting that initial, not quite cloying sweetness, but getting in that direction. It, it just hasn't got the bitterness for me. Uh, for, for, uh, I'm, because I'm, it does say West Coast. I, I'm at the stage now where West Coast IPA means something very special to me. What you're saying is it should be Axe Edge is your... Are we right? Axe Edge? Probably, yes. If we want to have a marker. It's, it's, it's the benchmark. Yeah, so that's the marker. Yeah. And it should be somewhere along that, somewhere fairly close to that place. Yeah. This is not. It, it's just too sweet. Yeah. That's that's the only thing. It hasn't got that, it hasn't got that, that, uh, that sharpness, that initial bitter hit. And it doesn't quite, it doesn't have that dryness at the end either. But. It's too easy on the finish. What I would say is that, again, for a brewer that is often very much under the radar, there's worse beers being brought out by brewers under the radar that do, but are known oh. for their cask. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's great that, and I'm sorry to sigh before I say it every time, that. Windsor and Eaton have got this craft arm, but it's good to see that they're experimenting with beer styles. Yeah. As, as, as well, that they know might not sell well under the Windsor and Eaton brand. I think they would have struggled to get in because this there's nothing about this which smacks of Windsor and Eaton. No, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, but it worked for you because it was in green. Yes. People are making cans for you. <laughs> As is this next one is also actually has the word green in it. It's green and it's got the word in it. So this is uh, the next one we're moving on to is from Oakmouse and no folks, it's not Citra, but it is Citra's big bastard brother. It is. This is Green Devil IPA, six percent. Um, now available in spoons in bottles for about three quid. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I am properly looking forward to this. Um, okay. Cheers. Cheers. I see straight away that's got much more bitterness. Yeah. Mm, it's very bitter on the finish. That's sort of washing away that sweetness, isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm. Bitterness. A little bit of dryness on, on the end there as well. Quite surprised. I mean, I'm quite surprised Oakham bottle-wise have made their way into spoons because there's nothing about Oakham that smacks a craft, is there? No, but does there need to be? No, I don't think so. But if you're thinking about a lot of the other products they have in their fridges, yeah, yeah, absolutely. you know, you think about yeah. the label. With it's, Oakham are very traditional on their labelling and their pump clips, aren't they? They are, but haven't they tried to shift Green Devil into their craft? Because they've got a crafty arm now as well, haven't they? Have they? Oakham, yeah. I'm sure they've tried to shift Green okay, Devil into the, their... The current label we're looking that at... That one isn't. That's no, not crafty. No, no. Uh, and I've got no problem with it. I'm, you know, because I, I just go on the bit which says Oakham, because I, Oakham are one of those breweries that I just trust. 
Yeah. Don't bring out a beer, I'll have it. I, I still remember the night at um, Bottle Share. Were, were you at this one where they put this on? They put it on keg, didn't they? Knowing that we were coming in. Yeah, and we all drank all of it. And we drank all drunk about three pints before we even started Bottle yes. Share. It was a hot night like tonight. It was a bit messy that one. We were just smashing it. It, yeah. was, it was got like it was going out of fashion. Oh, that yeah. was fantastic that night, that was. It was on form. <laughs> yeah. Alex uh, knew what he was doing. <laughs> that night he did, yeah. Um, so we've got uh, just a few more comments. Um, so uh, obviously this is one of the beers that, that, that's come out of the fridge and currently the, the Spoons fridge range is pretty decent. Yeah, I mean they've made a concerted effort, haven't there's they? There's pretty much something for, for, for everybody in that fridge. From There's Belgian beers in there, you can go across the whole spectrum of yeah. the beer styles. And um, so Mr. Walker Porter said, at Mr. Walker Paul said, not a bad selection in fridges, uh, bang average food, wouldn't be a first choice and again that lends itself a lot of people saying spoons wouldn't be their first choice but what if it was your only choice yeah i think that's the thing is it, it works i mean so going back to our percentages where it depends on location took 50 percent. so basically let's let's assume you work and or live in london and you are a bit of a beer lover beer aficionado the chance are a lot of the time you won't go to Spoons. You're not going to go to, no, you're not going to go to I Spoons. I know, but if I go for a beer at lunchtime with my colleagues, by colleagues I mean Clayton, um, we don't go the to official art director? The official art director is a proper title. I do apologise. Um, he, he, he and me, he and myself would not say let's go to Spoons. Because although the Spoons near us is got, a, is a lovely building, it's an old bank, like that, a lot of the ones in the Cross Keys. Yeah. Is that the closest one yeah. to you now? Um, and they have a big range on the well, But there's a lot of pubs in between. So, yeah, I can yeah. understand the answer of location in the same way that when you have a small amount of choices, you can go, do you know what? I'll go spoons. But also, I'm, I still think that people will actually do what you do sometimes go to a big place and go, where's the spoons? Where's the local spoons? Yeah. If I want so breakfast, no one's going to get. If I've got a hotel breakfast, which might come up with my bill at twelve ninety nine or something, and I can have the full Monte and pay for a cup of tea at six pounds at Spoons, so it's, like you say, it's a no-brainer. You've ticked the budget, yeah, thing, and you've had a, and you know it's a good breakfast. Yeah, it's not. They're not trying to sell you artisanal bacon and sausages. They're not pretending, but you will be full. Yeah. There's no meal that I've ever had in the spoons where I thought, I feel a bit peckish still. A little bit more, yeah. Wouldn't mind a bit more of that. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that we've, we've, we've not covered off this evening um, is um, the customer service and the staff in, 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 in spoons. And okay. th- th- there were a lot of comments about this as well. A lot of people saying that the speed of the service is slow. A lot of people saying that basically what they do is they, that they hire cheap staff and they hire young people that don't know what they're doing just to try and keep costs down and that's down to the manager and and then there was a comment from our friends at Riverman at Riverman Brews at Riverman Brews UK uh, more importantly the staff are in, invariably huge bars but not usually enough not enough staff have walked out from some spoons in frustration now I've got to say when I met you here tonight I went to the bar and I was there for a good while you were I had the two staff behind the bar were trying to serve two very large groups of early drinkers um, however that being said every time consequently we've gone back to got served quite quickly so I think probably like any bar they will suffer 
under pressure. Yeah. The one thing that did concern me this evening while I was at the bar was overhearing somebody saying to the to, to the lad behind the bar, "Oh, what does that taste like?" Pointing to one of the cask beers, and the particular member of staff saying, "I've got no idea," and then reading the tasting notes off of the back of the pump clip, which I think is poor. Yeah. Because I think I I know people that work as servers in restaurants that do tasting nights so they have to be able to tell the customers what the food tastes like if they're told what if, is they're, if they're asked there's no point I mean when you first come in they advertise there's at least seven relays on okay so let's assume there's going to be at least a few variances in flavour yeah and styles you can't just go I don't know yeah I think I heard him use the words well it's a bit malty and I was like oh well is it hoppy as well? Has it got hops in it too, maybe? It's a bit watery. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of yeast coming out of the back yeah, as well. Yeah. It's, oh, I've I, ju- all four. I just thought it was really poor. And had yeah. that been me, I might have been a little less patient with him and said, come on, mate, surely you can give me a little bit more than that. Or maybe even offer me a taster. Yeah. To... That, that would actually have been better, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, rather than saying, look, I don't know. Rather than I say, don't know, but here, have, have a, a little bit. Have a little taste yeah. yourself. yeah. Um, I would I would agree with the service thing. I, I think spoons probably suffer from one of the earlier comments about being the supermarket of pubs. They have a high turnover, I think, in a lot of their places, especially the ones in London, and I'm sure this goes for all the big cities. They churn over a lot of people. So even if they're even if they have got a really good manager, they still have a lot of people coming in over a short space of time, very quickly. So they spend a bit of time training out, and you know. I mean, the one in London, the Cross Keys, um, they have the big screens up. The, the beers are numbered. Yeah. So it's so like... You look at your number and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you're ordering a Chinese takeaway. Um, I don't know how good that is for getting people on board with the whole beer thing. And for some of the pubs in London, you're not going to get time for a taster in the Weatherspoons anyway. But for the local ones... Local? Is that even a word? It is now. Okay. Go with it. Um, why not just say, I'm not sure... Or it's not make tank up or say look just do you want a taste? Yeah. And give them a taste and then serve, get if, the other if drink. If you don't know, give them a taste yeah. and let them make their own yeah. mind up. Yeah. You're not losing anything because it's a small amount yeah. that you're passing on. Yeah. Um. So so that's that's everybody else's views. Okay. So, no, I'm going to ask you. Where do you where do you sit? Um. I'm not adverse to spoons. I'm I, I'm really not. I mean, we've we've, we've had the conversation many times about. Whitton, yeah. where, where I live, and being uh, limited on choice, for me this is always uh, a good place to come to to try and because I know generally they're going to have some local beers on that, that, that I can try, yeah. um, and if not, I can always default to, to, to the fridges. Yeah. Plus food. Yeah. And um, everything else. Well, that, respectively, we can come in. I'm in here with our boys. Yeah. Yeah. As well, and we can have a bite to eat, not spend the fortune, and they'll go away happy. Absolutely. Um, so yeah and when like I said when I was travelling around the country for me it was always an easy option it's I am here find me my local spoons yeah and I would go because I know what I'm going to get food wise and I come in under budget so um, I can understand why people get upset with maybe some of their practices and what they're doing to some of the breweries in terms of driving them down to the lowest possible costs to, to, to buy their beer but there seems to be enough places now, there seems to be enough breweries in the UK that are happy to supply spoons. So, 
can't be that bad a thing, can it? Surely. No, I'm, I'm, I, I voted yes. So just to be clear, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I generally think they've actually helped with the beer scene in the UK. Mm-hmm. People may not recognise that now, but if we go back 10 or 15 years ago, their range was second to none in most pubs, whether that be cask or keg. Yeah. Um, and you can go there with anyone. If I go there with a, a friend of mine who has one lager, and they will only drink that one lager, the chance of a spoon sell that lager, and I can do whatever I want, because he'll just have his one lager, and I'll have whatever choice I want. Yeah. It ticks all the boxes. Um, would I want every pub to be a spoons? God, no. No. Not a chance in hell would I want every pub to be a spoons. Can you compare prices from, say, the pub we're down the road from where we are now? No. Spoons can buy in bulk. But you, then you can't compare the butchers to Tesco. Absolutely, so, yeah. I am, I'm, I'm a fan. They do, they, I think they do a good job, and I think they've actually helped. They're not perfect, but they're not, but they're they not evil. But they serve a purpose. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I would challenge anybody to tell me they've never been into the spoons at the airport before they've gone on holiday. Oh, exactly. It's definitely the best option. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, um, Green Devil IPA. Almost gone. It's uh, it's going down a treat this oh, one, isn't God, it? Oh, God, isn't it? Ever. This is why we smashed it on keg that night. It's so drinkable. Exactly. For 6% as well. Because although it's citrus big brother by about almost 2%, it doesn't taste like 2% extra. I think probably because citrus has got so much flavour anyway. Is it 2% or is it almost 3%? Is oh, it citrus about 3.5%? No, citrus is 4 too, is isn't it? Is it? This is about 6 Okay. So, but citrus has so much flavour at 4.2, but Green Devil doesn't have, I don't think has that incremental change in flavour, but it's very smooth for an extra 1.8%. If, if you did this as a blind tasting next to Citra, could you, could you, do you think you'd pick this out as being Green Devil? I or, think, a, or I, do you think it's close enough profile-wise to be almost the same beer? If I'm starting off a clean evening, one, one to the other maybe, I'd hope, I'd hope it'd be more than maybe, throughout the course of an evening, if someone did a bit of a sneaky, oh you want another Citra, and then got me a Green Devil, <laughs> trying to get you drunk, mate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get me drunk. Have, Tom. Have a green. De- That'd be have, Tom again. Have a green devil. Yeah. I reckon I'll struggle to pick it out. It's a decent beer, though, isn't it? Oh, I think it's very drinkable. And this is this has appeared in discount stores before. Yeah, for like a, what, like a quid or something on a shelf. Well, one 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 fifty or something yeah, ridiculous like, like that. Yeah. I mean, that's even cheaper than spoons. Yeah, I know. It's it's just. Um, it's ridiculous, really, in terms of how good this beer exactly. actually is. I think it's lovely. I just think I'm surprised, I'm pleased, but surprised they haven't ever gone down to 330s. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still happy to see this in a 500ml bottle. Oh, all their beers Very for me happy. are 500ml yeah. bottles, and I love them being in 500ml bottles, but I wonder if it holds them back at all. Maybe now, I suppose, because we're seeing, obviously we're seeing things in cans, we're seeing a lot of cans these days, 330ml cans, 440ml cans, you, you, you know, that's where Cause they, they, the craft scene is at, isn't it? It's quite a chunky bottle, isn't it? Or maybe it just feels it these it days. It's a big traditional bottle. Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm happy. Very happy. So, uh, we've got more green. We've got more green. How, and, how did and, that happen? I, I haven't bought this this time. No, but apparently I've been trained to recognise the um, colour green. So, 
what could this possibly be? A green can from the fridge in spoons. I wonder. At the end of a recording. Yeah, what could happen? What could go wrong? What's already gone wrong? Um, We're getting our resin on, aren't we? We are getting our resin on. So we've got the Six Point Brewery, 9.1%. 355 milliliters. Fortunately, they haven't tried to call it a size because they get reported for that. And it's a it's a double IPA, isn't it? It is double IPA. I mean, I've, I've been a big fan of uh, the. I mean, it's got 103 IBUs, 9.1%. It's going to be exactly what we need at this point, I reckon. I should hope so. That so many uh, IBUs. Cheers, Steve. Cheers. Oh, nose on that. Oh, that's lovely. I had one after the Bracknell Beer Festival, and it was I think it was the end of the first batch. It was all, all about the sweetness. Oh, no, that's just bitter as hell. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> word. I'm about to get one for the train. Yeah, that's... Um, so, best before is April 2018. So, if we're assuming, again, a year, two months old. Yeah. Go with that. Big hand spoons for, for getting that in your fridges. £2.99. Although I still feel as though it's um, wasted on the general population of Whitton. <laughs> Fortunately, you keep trying to drink it before they do. I, I do. I'm trying to do my best. Um, right, so uh, why are we drinking this can of resin? Um, let's get into uh, the last part of the show. Let us know, write it down, let us know, write it down, let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness, write it down. So, quite a lot of feedback this week, and this is going back over a couple of shows as well, because we didn't do this last week. Uh, we didn't cover letters um, in last week's show, because we was too much focusing on, on, on craft beer hour. So, uh, certainly the first one is um, going back to, to a couple of weeks ago. So, Janice Dunn uh, at Mrs. Beer Snob. Um, this was us in, in relation to us talking about um, whether Irish brewers do cast beers. Oh, I mentioned about cast beer, didn't or, I? Or not. So, she yep. said... Um, Brewers do cask beers over here. It's just not as popular or as frequent as in the UK. Yeah, because I think that was it. That we were discussing it in general, but I mentioned there was only the one cask beer at the Alltech Festival. Yeah. But the Irish, uh, there's there's a bit of a Irish cask beer Thing bar that, at Great British yeah, Beer Festival, isn't yeah. there? And, and so that's what I think Janice's comment was. Um, all of the other comments are in well certainly the next three comments are all in relation to last week's show okay um, which and i've got to say um thanks everybody for the feedback on, on last week's show because people seem to really enjoy the live craft beer hour the live manic thing, behavior thing that we did so sophie grumwell at Scofie g90 catching up on the show sounds like you two had fun cheers for the mention guys uh, you're welcome. Yeah, no, no that's, problem that's what at all. it was all about. It was about getting people involved. Uh, Mark Johnson at Mark and Johnson. Uh, good work again. Just a point of interest on your first beer. My first taste of Flying Dog was the Snake IPA in the Dogtoberfest from a Tesco in Hartlepool in 2009. So it might seem surprising, but actually, the new one is eight, eight years late. That's amazing. So Tesco's were stocking flying well, dogs. Tesco's in Hartlepool specifically. <laughs> we have no other verification. Clearly the craft centre of the UK. Jeff Stelling would be very chuffed. Yeah. Um, and then the last one on, on, on last week's show, and this was a question that came in too late for us to answer yeah. it, was from the Owl Lady, at the Owl Lady, when does a chain become a supermarket? Still don't equate that moniker with M&S, even though it is one when they start selling other people's brands 
Years ago, M&S never sold anyone else's brand. But now they do. Oh, it used to be so, Saint so now they're a supermarket. So it's a supermarket as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And then, brilliantly, as always, and and I've got to say... He does this every now, he does this quite a lot, doesn't he? He does it every week, and I, I am really appreciative for this. Paul, at UNRCD, has actually asked us a question under this. So, um, what ABV cut-off point for a sessionable beer? Mine is 4.8%. That's very specific. That's very specific. <laughs> Otherwise, it needs more bacon in the morning. <laughs> where, where do you cut off? I don't know. I mean, we often joke about, or I often joke about Cannonball being sessionable yeah. at, at 7.4%. But let's face it, it's not. But in reality, and I think I proved this at the last <laughs> bottle share, you can only manage three or four yeah. pints before you're struggling. It's a strange one because session, I think session has changed. If we talk about um, when we did the bottle share extra with Sean, Yes. Basically, if he gets anything on cask over 4%, the locals tonight cask are wary. So their session is 4% and below. It, I think I think the question was to us. Yeah, but just so, so yeah, to build yeah. up to the, okay. to the point. My session, my, my uh, big beers in my old days used to be Cronenberg and Stella. They were both over 5%. Original Stella. Yeah. yeah. So 5% and over. That was that. That was the ones. If I was on a on a good night, I was enjoying myself. We Cronenberg Stone, partly because I actually liked the taste, but also it just had a bit more bite to it, a bit more strength to it. I would session it, and I would know about it the next day. Now I'm not sure. I I think that my session would. Be, I'm fairly vague on it. I think I think I'm going to be anything between four and a half and six six and a half these days. That's quite being honest. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, I think it depends on how the beer hits you. I think mine's probably going to settle in about, probably right in the middle of that range, in about five and a half percent. In, in so terms of high wire, high wire, punk IPA is is, yeah. is in that but range. But would, would you have considered session five and a half percent ten years ago? No, ten years ago, five and a half percent would have been a big beer. Yeah. For, for me, a, a big beer now is like anything in double figures. Yeah, but also if you were out for a night out with your friends we would have gone out to a pub and drunk the same beer the whole night so we would have been very conscious of like me doing a Stella or Cronenberg the whole night whereas now I'm thinking that's alright I'll do that then maybe I might drop down to something a bit lower I'll mix and match you can dip in and out can't you now yeah I mean you but didn't you didn't at the last bottle show you just did Cannibal Cannibal Chasers oh yeah because, because we because all the other beer was so shit yeah. yeah but it is an excellent I love, I love his 4.8 which I think is just above the different tax threshold as well, isn't it? Wasn't there a four point seven? Was the uh, I'm not 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 so sure duty. on that. But it's interesting that so so, so so Paul's obviously a regular listener to the show. I'd like to know where pa- the four point eight comes from. Paul is a um, whenever we've had big beers, he does ask about them very specifically because yeah. he he wants to know whether that big beer still tastes nice. Does it still taste like beer? Yeah. Maybe at some point in the future, Paul needs to come on the show. I think so. For a, for a bit of a session. Well, we start off with a session beer. We start off with some 4.8%. Yeah, and then we move. And then we'll work up to something like 12.5% yeah. or something like that. But a brilliant question, and thank you very yeah. much, Paul. Yeah, I, I love it when people are actually asking us questions. Direct questions. In, 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 in this. Um, now, you mentioned at the beginning of the evening, you had a question under Bitter and Linganis. I me. do. I have a very specific question. So, on Friday, I went out with Michelle for a couple of drinks locally. 
and um, stumbled upon a beer that I've actually got in the cellar, cupboard, as other people might call it, at home. Cellar. Mine's and, um, a cellar. So I went to check it in, and then I found it had a different ABV to the beer I was drinking. But not only that, it had a different ABV. So you had an ABV on untapped, you had a tap ABV, and you had a uh, canned ABV, but it only, it was the same beer. But the difference, the difference between the lowest and the highest was 2%. Wow, that's quite a, again, quite a range. Is it the same beer? So this is the beer, so I'm just showing Steve. So this was a, the tap at 4.9. No, uh, now, now I saw this tweet and I didn't know what you were getting at with it. 6.3. And then we go up to 6.6. So if there's a, that much of a difference, is it the same beer? No, it can't be. That's what I said. And so what's, what they what the brewers came back to me said they tweaked the recipe. I'm sorry. So it's a different beer then? For me, it's like Broadside. Broadside and cask, broadside and bottle. But actually, now they're different check-ins on untapped. On untapped, they're different yeah. beers. But they've now distinguished between yeah. them. But it's, it can't be the same beer. It's that much of a wide variance on the ABV, surely. No, I don't think so. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's surely. I would give a beer maybe at the most five. 0.5% each way. Yeah. I was actually struggling struggling to judge it because I was thinking, am I judging a light beer or a heavy beer? Am I yeah. judging it at the top end of the scale or the low end? So it's which variant of that I, did I, you drink? Well, I, I know what I think you've I no drunk. idea. I know what you, I think you've I actually drunk, no I actually, I don't know. You've actually no idea what you drunk. Yeah, and I was I was so upset about it. I said I'd judge it when I know the ABV. That's what I typed in on untapped. Okay. That's... Um... I was just curious because... I just think if that variance of the ABV must make a difference. We're talking about the citrus of Green Devil being 1.8% difference. Yeah. So surely, you know, if we're, if we're talking about different beers, so that um, that was my very specific bittering lingness point, um, but I needed to get off my uh, chest. Okay, no, fair enough. I appreciate that. And um, f- for me, it needs, um, it definitely needs 0.5% either way. To, for it to be within a range, so oh, it's a different beer, or, or it becomes yeah, or it becomes a different beer, and you have to just make a new name for it. Yeah, don't, don't call it don't, the same don't beer. Tweak it, and well, it's not tweaking, is it? No, if it's, if it's almost two percent different. If it's changed the ABV, that's more than a tweak. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, listen, folks, if, if, if you want to um, get involved in Bitter and Lingonis, all you have to do is uh, use the hashtag opinions, ask us a question or post something on Twitter using that hashtag. And we may very well discuss it uh, on next week's show in, in this segment. Especially when you ask a specific question. Especially when you ask a specific question to us, which yeah. we'd like to engage with. And we love that. Um, talking of engaging with stuff, uh, who's going to take home a great big empty box of nothing this week well I mean people clamour for this obviously uh, we had a very late entry today from uh, Carl my mate uh, KL really? Gunner Whoa, Carl's getting involved now Carl is getting involved and um, they did a very lovely pit of a beer I didn't even know existed it's a collaboration between St. Allstall and uh, Fallbridge really? yes 
called the Great Get Together Pale Ale. It comes in a 660 bottle, which has basically got a label which looks like a picnic table oh, mat. Adnams were involved in this as, yep. as well. This is to do with the um, the celebration of Joe Cox's life following her murder like, at this oh, time okay. last year. Okay, brilliant. I, so, so I wasn't, it's, it's a big national thing. I wasn't sure the background yeah. behind it, yeah. but he said it's really lovely pale ale, um, and he was sitting outside in the sunshine tweeting me and telling me about it and what's happened to me about it, so he's not going to win the prize as prize. Purely because he was trying it, too hard. Because he did it on a Monday when I'm in the office. No, but it's a, it's a lovely picture, and I will share it because it's... And it sounds like a really good beer as well. Yeah. He said He said it was really good. Um, the winner goes to uh, the, the winning box is all on its way to Son of a Gun again. Ooh, back to Ireland. Back to Ireland. Third time this series. Yeah. Uh, for his picture of uh, the Northern Monk collaboration with Fry, uh, Fieldwork Brewing Co. and Lonely Planet called Travel Notes, which we, we've tasted. If I remember correctly. Haven't we? Or am I making it up? Not sure. I've had Travel Notes. No? No. Okay, made it up. However, he managed to put a frog on the frog Love on the outside of it. Um, oh, that's good. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Um, he he is actually whatever whatever photo app he's using, he's put a frog on the outside of the can to match the one which is on the label. Yeah. Um, it's probably fair to say people notice noticed probably noticed by now that things are starting to go to shit. Yeah. Since <laughs> since we've been drinking the resin. <laughs> 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 There's no correlation between those two things. There isn't, but um, if you want to get involved in trying to win the big box of nothing, an imaginary empty box of fuck all, um, put a picture on Instagram, use the hashtag cheers guys, and if it's the one that Martin loves the most, you'll get a shout out on next week's show. So talking of next week, um, what the fuck are we doing next week? We're, we're, I know we're recording at your place. This is just a studio show. And, and we're going to dig into your cellar. And I've, you've got no idea at the moment what you're going to provide beer-wise. Uh, I do, actually. Okay. I have thought about it. So we've got the uh, Four Pure Indie Lager. We have a peanut butter stout. And we have a pale ale from Union. So those are the, those are the three that we're going to Those are the enjoying. three beers, yeah. Okay, and... Um, not sure what we're going to be talking about yet because we haven't really decided. No, we, we haven't thought about so it. So sometimes we leave it until the day before, just in case anything topical comes up. Yeah, during come the on, week there must be you... some news. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's, for God's sake, let's have something. Otherwise, <laughs> podcast is going to die before the summer. Um, one last uh, mention tonight: um, we're still running the listener survey. Uh, if you do listen to the show and you, you want to get involved in what we do in the future. We really value your opinions. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Click through, fill out the the, the questionnaire, uh, and give us some information, and that will help us shape what you get to listen to in the future. So, and also this week, Martin's pointing out something on his notes. In, in case you were you were wondering what the muttering was in the background, um, just check out part two of our Riverman Brews. 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 Because, uh, Brews so by the time this comes out, this this will have been released two days beforehand, part two, where you will get to hear Steve's sour face. Steve's reaction to the worst beverage ever produced. I can't call it a beer. Just can't call it a beer. Is that why you said beverage? Yes. Yes. Uh, but And um, we will link through to that in the show notes as well. And every time I say we'll link through to it in the show notes, it's something else I have to do. 
It's another piece of work. <laughs> For me. Anyway, let's get some final thoughts on the resin that seems to have finished us both off. It certainly finished me off this, this evening. At 9.1%, it really shouldn't be this sessionable. I think it's possible we're going to have another. Possibly. After this. Because this is tasting... It's up there with as good as I've ever tasted it. Yeah. It tastes fresh. It does. There's, there is literally no sweetness. No. In, in that. And like I said the, that I that I introduced and I apologise, Carl, because I introduced him to this at the end of the Ratnall Beer Festival. We'd gone for a bit bite to eat, a bit of munchies, and I said resin, and it was all that sweet flavour so going old. on. That, that yeah. was old then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Michelle chose her flying dog, which was nice and fresh, and I, ugh, I was, I got it wrong. She chose the right beer, I got the wrong one. But this is good. Yeah, this is good. At the end of a hot day, it's, it's good. It's the perfect beer at the end yeah. of a hot day. So, um, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show on location. In spoons. Um, still, we still want to hear your thoughts on spoons. Um, let us know. Use the hashtag opinions. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Spoon